everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. We are in the month of September and I'm telling you, this year is flying by rather quickly. Would you agree with this? <laughs> we are now two thirds into this year and I hope that your year has been filled with blessings and new opportunities for you and your family and friends. And hopefully all of the goals that you set out for this year, either you have reached some of those goals or you're pretty close in reaching those goals, or maybe you haven't even started with your goals <laughs> that you set out for this year. Nevertheless, <laughs> You still have time. <laughs> yes, we are so thankful for your love and support from my podcast family here at Full of Life Ministries. You see, it's amazing to me with all of the pollution that we see on our television sets, with the social media platform filled with profanity lace expressions that promotes the ugly side of humanity. God has provided believers a beautiful light to shine in the darkness, a venue that displays the light of Christ for the whole wide world to see and embrace. And we know that wherever you are in this world, you are shining God's light that the Lord has placed inside of you. And this light is named Jesus. You see, people of God living for Jesus and following his teachings paves the way for others to follow. It knocks down barriers, whether it's the racial barrier or the political barrier or the traditional barriers. Your love for God's purpose and plan for your life and your dedication for the cause of Christ is what we need in this current culture that we dwell in. You see, his light provides healing for those who are in pain. And many of us know relatives, friends, co-workers, people you just randomly see on a day in, day out basis. You can see their pain. You can see their loneliness. You can you can even hear it in their voice that they feel like they're overlooked, forgotten. And these individuals are addicted to drugs, alcohol, prostitution, whatever it is. We have the ability to serve the needs that are presented to us. Yes, you have the potential, you have the power, you have God's purpose working in your life. So God has given us tools He's given us tools to really represent him in the best way possible. We can make a difference, people of God. Believe it or not, we can make a difference. We can go throughout this world and really interrupt what's going on in our society. And see, I'm reminded of the story of the Good Samaritan. And this is found in uh, St. Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Listen, I want to quickly read these verses because I, I'm led to share this with you because I believe 
that somebody that's listening to me right now needs to hear this message. So it says, a religious scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. They asked Jesus, teacher, what do I need to get eternal life? He answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? He said that you love the Lord your God with all of your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answer, said Jesus. Do that and you'll live. And these people looking for a loophole, he asked, how and just how would you define neighbor? Ah, Jesus sees it in their eyes. He says, let me tell you a story. There once, there was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And on the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, they beat him. They beat him up pretty bad and went off, leaving him half dead. Thankfully, or luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. And when he saw him, and when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite religious man showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling, the road came on him and when he saw the man's condition his heart went out to him he gave him first aid disinfecting and bandaging his wounds then he lifted him onto his donkey led him to an inn and made him comfortable in the morning he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you back. I'll pay you on my way back. What did you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? They answered, the one who treated him kindly. The religious scholars responded, Jesus says, go and do the same. Isn't that powerful? Jesus speaks a powerful message that the way to eternal life is to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. To quickly respond to to aid and assist to the situation at hand. And in this parable that Jesus is talking about, he is sharing and really teaching us about a Jewish man was stripped, beaten, robbed, and left half dead lying in the street. We have seen this in our society, that we've seen people who 
have been who have been robbed, taken advantage of, and lay there in pain. This precious soul was ignored by a passing priest and a Levite, both of whom should have taken action to help this battered man. The least likely person to help this man was the Samaritan, but he was the only one who stopped. And in the story that Jesus is expressing, Samaritans and Jewish people didn't associate with one another. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like that in our climate today? That the polarization is going on with one another. Different races have different opinions about each other. It's sad that we have to see this in our society, but it's nothing there's nothing different than what was going on back in Jesus's day. They didn't associate with one another, making this good Samaritan who decided Now, hear me, people of God. He decided to follow God's principles rather than man's sinful ways. This good Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to that, to that inn and took care of him. And then the next day, he took two full day worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. <laughs> Out of his own pocket, he gave to the innkeeper and he told him take care of him and when I return I will pay you back for any additional cost the Levite and the priest looked at the situation as an inconvenience thinking somebody else will probably take care of this man have you ever been there before you see a situation and you feel like it's going to be an inconvenience. Wanting somebody else to handle the situation. And many times in that moment of truth, you know, the Lord is really tugging on you to do something beyond yourself to see the need and move not out of fear, but in faith that what you have that's inside of you will make the difference. They saw it as an inconvenience, but the good Samaritan saw this as an opportunity to restore this man and to demonstrate the love of Jesus. When we have the mindset to go above and beyond the norm, we, people of God, create opportunities for God's grace to be demonstrated. You see, people of God, the Bible is filled, inundated with his uh, expectations for his people to help and assist with the needs for the poor, for the less fortunate, to the children who have no mother or father. Think about in our world that so many children that's in our world are neglected. They've been abused. They're lonely and they, they grow up to be this way. 
is because we have not responded to the need because we feel like it's going to be an inconvenience. They have no mother or father, but whatever the need, we are to provide the same generosity that the Lord gives to us. And because Jesus is the Lord of our lives, we take a position that requires us to make some sacrifices for God's people. You know, making sacrifices is a very difficult thing to do because you always feel like you won't have enough to to be the difference maker. And this is why the Bible declares that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. What you have will be enough, maybe not to sustain totally, because there's times where you've given everything and it's just not enough. But God takes care of the rest. But of, because of your act of faith, this is how God sees your heart. And he understands that you responded to the needs that stands before you. This is an opportunity for God's light to shine in the midst of those who are in pain, those who are addicted to drugs, those who are miserable. And we have co-workers, we have friends who are miserable because they feel like there is no hope for them. Maybe they have not been beaten or battered, but maybe emotionally they're going through difficult times. And you can't keep ignoring what's uh, what's in front of you. God wants to move you to a higher place to be able to respond, whether it's just giving a person a hug or or just saying something like, I'm going to pray for you. I don't have much, but I can pray. I can give you an encouraging word. This is how. We can create an opportunity for others to be blessed. So today or tonight's episode is one where our compassion for humanity, our duty to serve and our commitment to God's commands has to be our highest priority. And as the Bible declares in Matthew chapter seven, verse 12, it says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So today or tonight's episode is entitled, Create Opportunities for Others. I want to say that one more time. You create opportunities for others. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled Create Opportunities for Others. Hi, everyone. I'm Christopher. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministry San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate, you definitely can. On any of our pages, on our Instagram, on our Spotify, Spreaker, all of that there should be a button that allows you to donate to our ministry. With your donations, we're able to donate to a variety of different things, COVID relief or anyone who just may need it in general. That's all for me. So thank you guys for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. 
All right, we are back. And so let's get into today or tonight's episode entitled Create Opportunities for Others. God wants for us to maximize the gift that's inside of us. And this is demonstrating by you serving God's people. Yes, service is required as believers to make a difference in this world. You see, people of God, servanthood brings fulfillment to our lives in a way where we witness the power of God working through our lives. You really don't know your fullest potential unless you take on servanthood to be able to give back, to be able to teach and to provide wisdom and insight to what God can do for the individual. Yes, yes, our gift has to be honed and shaped and molded. Maybe you're not good at expressing things, but you have to take time and spend time with God so God can give you a clear path or a clear vision of what he wants to do through your life. And ultimately, when you serve God's people, it brings the ultimate fulfillment for your lives. That's why the scripture declares, it says, it is better to give than to receive. And the Bible also declares that God loves a cheerful giver. It's not about money. It's not about things, but it's having the attitude to make a difference because when you give, God continues to give to you through servanthood. So listen, here are some expectations the Lord has for us to operate in. Now listen, number one, he wants us to care for the weary. Yes, I'm going to say that one more time. He wants for us as believers to care for the weary. Those who are downtrodden. Those who have given up on life. He wants for us to respond for the weary. He expects for us to help others. Believe it or not, God commands us to care for the weary. So that means family, friends, whoever it is. He commands us to help those who are frail and in need of help. Now, there's some scriptures that I really want to read to you quickly. And it comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 25, verse 35. It says, if your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself with you, you shall support him as though he were a stranger and a sojourner, and he shall live with you. Now, what that means is it doesn't mean literally live with you in your home. <laughs> so if you're concerned about some stranger living in your home, it doesn't necessarily mean that even though in this context, yes, there are times where in the Bible days, they would bring in people into their homes. 
But to live with you simply means that now you have this connection with this person where you can actually text, call them up every once in a while, check in on them to make sure that they are back on their feet. We are to support our brothers, our sisters, our loved ones, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our church family, whoever it is. Because when you recognize when a person is poor, doesn't mean that it's a financial thing. It could be just mentally or emotionally or even spiritually. And when a person cannot maintain themselves, that means that you are to try to get them back on their feet if possible. But you have to make the effort. Amen. Deuteronomy 15 and 11 tells us there will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open handed toward your fellow believers who are poor and needy in your land. Now, in this particular verse, it was really speaking to the Israelites at the time. But God's word does transcend even in those days towards us. And to be open handed means is that if you have something to give. Give. Open handed, not closed fisted, but open handed towards your fellow brothers and sisters who are poor and needy in the land. Proverbs 29 and 7 says a righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. <laughs> Ooh, powerful verse because we know wicked people really have no patience, have no desire to help someone because they refuse the knowledge that God provides for all of us to operate in. A righteous man, a person who is in right standing with God, knows the rights of the poor. They can see and recognize that there is possibilities to help people to get back on their feet, to provide food and clothes and, and encouragement, to help them overcome that mentality of being poor. But wicked people will not and cannot understand this type of knowledge. Isaiah, the 25th chapter in the fourth verse says, for you have been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat for the breath of the ruthless is like a storm against a wall. Isaiah 58 and 10 says, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. So people of God, listen, there are so many scriptures that really deals with how we can make a difference in this world. So he wants for us to care for the weary. And maybe this might be you. 
Maybe you've been in a situation when you have been weary. Maybe you have been so emotionally detached from society, from your loved ones, and you're poor in spirit. You're weak. You need someone to come along and help you. Well, I'm here to help you right now to let you know that God loves you and God is going to get you back on your feet in Jesus name. Amen. Number two, being generous creates an opportunity overcoming weariness. And one of the ways that God shows us how to be generous is by giving us examples of generosity throughout scripture. Now, this is a scripture that I really want you guys to really embrace, which is Exodus chapter 17, verse 12. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. <laughs> so they actually sat him down because he was so tired. And Aaron and Hur held his hands up. One on one side and one on the other so that his hands remained still. Steady till sun sunset. It's powerful, people of God. When you see the need, respond to the need by just giving. Giving of yourselves when you see somebody overcome, overwhelmed with weariness. Now, listen. There will always be someone in need. But you'll be amazed at God's love providing the spiritual nourishment that they will need in order to be successful. So number two, generous, being generous creates an opportunity for those who are weary. Number three, you create the atmosphere when you demonstrate the love of Jesus. <laughs> I want to say that one more time. You Create the atmosphere when you demonstrate the love of Jesus. Can you imagine when you have the atmosphere that Jesus is in the room? It creates change. It creates opportunities. It, it provides for those who really been in darkness for such a long time. So Ephesians chapter four, verse 32 tells us it tells us to be kind compassionate and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. That's powerful people of God to be kind. You know, that's an opportunity when you see that a person who's negative, a person who is lonely, who has just given up on life, when you create the atmosphere by just being kind, showing compassion, even forgiving. That's the hardest thing for many people in our society is to forgive when you've been offended, when somebody has done an offense towards you. To forgive them, to look past the outer shell and look inwardly to their state of mind that you can forgive. That's creating an atmosphere or an opportunity for others to see the light of Jesus Christ showing through your life. 
And number four, when you create opportunity for others, you will become refreshed. (laughs) I promise you, when you have the mindset, the mentality that you're going to serve God's people, you're going to serve those who are in darkness, who are in pain, who are living in sin, who are bound to sin, you will become refreshed. And Proverbs, the 11th chapter, the 25th verse tells us generous people or generous persons will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. To be refreshed means is to experience the waters of life through Jesus Christ. It's like taking a a nice cold shower. Yeah, it's cold initially, but then as you sit in there and allow the waters to hit you, it brings refreshment. And you step out and you feel like, ah, you you feel good. You feel like the weight of the world has lifted lifted off of you have has fallen off of you and now you can become refreshed through god through serving others for being generous towards others god has given us the blueprint in order to create the atmosphere or the opportunities for others to see the light of jesus shining through our lives and so in closing let's refresh ourselves and let's self-analyze ourselves and let's Pay close attention and details to our servanthood. Are we creating opportunities for individuals to gravitate to Jesus? Or have we become immune to the hurt in individuals? Have we pushed ourselves to do more for God? Or have we lost our compassion? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it says, when he saw the crowds, speaking of Jesus, he was moved with compassion and pity for them because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. So listen, people of God, let's do our part to create opportunities for others that men and women, boys and girls, will testify of the goodness of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you, O God, that you have given us the tools necessary in order to shine brightly in the darkness. Lord God, I pray that you will develop in us compassion, kindness for others, that we will operate not out of fear, but we will operate in faith that when we see a need, we won't hesitate because as we go towards the need, you will be with us because you are Jehovah Jireh. You will provide for us everything we need to do and say to embrace those who are really weary who are tired, who are sick, who are lonely, whatever their need is. And we have you, 
rule in our lives. And because with you, we have more than enough. You want for us to take the moment to get people back on their feet, to sow into their lives so your glory will shine brightly in their lives. We thank you for this moment right now in time. Help us to become more like you, that we will respond to the need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, people of God, that is it for today or tonight. The episode entitled, Create Opportunities for Others. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. I hope and pray that you really did enjoy this uh, episode entitled, Create Opportunities for Others. Now listen, you know the deal and you know the drill. If you are enjoying these episodes, please continue to share these episodes with your friends and your family. We are literally going around the world because of your generosity to this ministry called Full of Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we could do to help you along your Christian journey, don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Once again, that is fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Now listen, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. So whatever you guys need, we are here to serve you. And please be prayerful. If you feel if you feel led to support us financially, you could do so through any of the platforms, whether it's Spotify, Google, Spreaker, any of those platforms, because we're on on many of these different platforms and outlets. Please sow into our ministry, whatever the Lord has placed on your heart to sow. We thank you for all those who have sown into this ministry. God is truly doing amazing things because of your generosity. So thanks again. Listen, people of God. Pray for us. Continue to pray for us as we pray for you. And let's continue to do this. In Jesus' name, God bless.